Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Killing Time Podcast. My name is Arch Grieve and I'm your host. And coming at you as always from Dayton, Ohio, as the coronavirus pandemic rages on. And um, I am recording this on uh, May Day, May 1st, and uh, 2020. So I uh, mention that uh, because that is one of the uh, ideas that my... um, wife had, uh, which is that I should start mentioning the date, and I just thought that it was appropriate that I point that out on the show, because today uh, she's actually going to be my guest. So, Amanda Grieve is the gallery director at the Dayton Society of Artists, as well as being an independent artist. She lives in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, graduated with her her, uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts from Wright State University. She also spent years working as a graphic designer after graduating with her associates from Sinclair. And she happens to be married to me, so let's give her a call and find out what's going on. Well, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Uh, You said I could call you now, right? This is okay. Yep, it's fine. Finally, I've got my work tidied up for the day. Yeah, you've been pretty busy. I have. It's it's a big week. We have our um, online gallery opening, so just kind of getting all of that marketed and up and figuring out what that even is to begin with was a challenge. Right. Well, so just to begin with, um, I thought my first question would be... Um, What's it like being married to such a handsome, multi-talented, kind, yet humble spouse? I mean, I just have to fight off all the ladies all the time. It's Uh, so tiring. I can imagine. It's so difficult. All right. Well, that's okay. Um, um, It sounds like you're doing a good job, though, so congratulations. Um, Now, I should point out that we're not in the same place right now. Uh, it's, it's wildly different, vastly different, if I would say. Right, because you're in the, the house. Right. And I'm in the tiny house. It is, yes, this is the case. Yeah. So, how have you been... I mean, I, I can, I can actually see you, though, looking out the window. I can... Oh, yeah. I can wave. I don't know if you can see me or not. Kind of. Not very well. But, hey... Well, so um, how have you been managing through the pandemic? Uh, I mean, overall, very well. Um, For this instance, I've been blessed with being an introvert, and my job as the gallery director doesn't really lend itself to interact with people for, you know, kind of my nine-to-five day every day. Um, So in that case, it's not been too terribly different, but... um, you know, I think as in good times, as in now, I still have like freak out moments where I decide that, you know, everything's going terribly and I really worry for the future and it's all pretty unfounded. Um, you know, I'm, we're very lucky you are still being paid. I'm still being paid. You know, it's quite a ways off before we'd have to really start worrying um, about things, but I still like to do that. I don't know, somehow it's programmed in me, I guess. Yes, I understand. <laughs> and you've seen it. <laughs> I have, yeah, I've seen that. 
But no, you have been managing well. So um, tell everyone a little bit more about what you do for work because you are the gallery director at the Dayton Society of Artists and how has the pandemic had an impact on that? Because you've done yeah. some pretty cool things, actually, with your shows. Yeah, um, so I'm kind of in charge of everything. I make sure that the roof is still on the gallery. Um, recently, I've been mowing the grass to try to save a couple of bucks. Um, but also the fun part is I get to deal with artwork, which is, I think, really my passion um, in life now. So uh, that's been interesting because the best way to view art is in person. You get to see the details, the textures, the, you know, if it's 3D, you get to walk around it. But um, let's see, our last exhibition, which was called Amplify, that was when we had to uh, shutter the doors and windows. And um, I kind of quickly threw some things online. We had a little video. We had um, the artwork online. And so, you know, just trying to be flexible with this new virtual space that we're being forced to operate in and there's actually you know I think some benefits to doing things online um we had an artist talk for example last night with one of our member artists and um she had one of her friends call in from who knows where one of our members was in North Carolina so um it's just kind of fun to see like you know the the small benefits of being forced to use this new technology and you know, kind of thinking about how we can utilize that in, you know, in the future when people are physically in the gallery again, you know, without masks and less than six feet apart and, you know, shaking hands and kind of getting back to normality. Um, but also, you know, still kind of utilizing these, I don't know, digital technologies again that um, are available to us. Yeah, and I wonder, could you talk a little bit about maybe one of the cool projects that you've been working on recently for the gallery? Because you just, um, you actually, there's a, a show opening tonight, right? Right, yeah, tonight for First Fridays, um, as a kind of uh, part of the Downtown Dayton Partnership, um, we uh, opened up our new uh, online exhibition called Intertwined. It was a national call for fiber arts. It was juried. I think we had uh, if I remember correctly, over 220 pieces submitted, and um, Heather Jones, who is a local uh, quilter and fiber artist, she uh, narrowed down those entries for us to um, about 32, I think is what the number is. So really lovely curated show. Um, you know, I was able to kind of look at all the pieces together at once, and they do have this really um, lovely theme going through. Um, I made a website for them, so... Um, that's intertwinedgallery.com. And so I've been working on that fast and furious and getting things on there. Um, and another benefit to this is I was able to add on their um, artist bios and their artist statements. So you kind of get to know a little bit, um, maybe more about the why of the artwork than uh, maybe just sometimes entering a gallery space and enjoying the artwork in and of it for itself. Um, and then also we have a little online cart so people can buy the <laughs> art and support the artists. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And where, sh where is that again? Where can they find all of that? That's intertwinedgallery.com. Perfect. Well, so um, talk about your art for a bit. How would you describe it to someone? Um, I feel 
feel like I'm kind of discovering that right now. I'm a painter. I like oils. I also um, venture into acrylics and watercolors. Um, but I think oils are probably my favorite just in terms of paint, you know, putting the paint on the canvas and moving it around. Um, I like to do representational art. I like to observe from nature when possible or from live models. Um, you've been not great at that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in my defense, we had a flooded basement that also contributed to the you know, demise of that particular painting but yes that's true that's true um, go on. but yeah um i like doing i like i like um instructions you know like I, I feel like i'm kind of floundering right now with what to paint because i could do absolutely anything but um like for example i had one of my former college roommates call me up and say she wanted a picture of Frankenstein and Marilyn Monroe and when I have you know a project to complete in a deadline um you know I get to it and I think that's really fun I also did um a paw print bouquet for a friend that I went to high school with um and so that was kind of a fun challenge trying to figure out how do I make this look like a bouquet but also incorporate these paw prints of her different animals and make it all cohesive and fit together so that was kind of fun oh yeah that's really cool well um what's the piece that you're most proud of having done do you think um, I think probably my own personal favorite is the landscape that, um, Dr. Goldstein ended up purchasing from me. It was, uh, at oh, my, yeah. when I was at Wright State, I did a landscape piece kind of outside of the, um, is a biological sciences building. Um, and that was just my project for the entire semester is I started with graphite and then I went over with, um, ink and then um i also used white out and so just kind of developing that landscape over a really long period of time out in the beautiful weather and sometimes the rain um but i think that was probably my my most favorite piece that i've completed so far yeah i, I like that one a lot um uh, and that's the background actually for your website which is amandagreve.com right yes yes and if people are listening and they maybe say want to commission you or something like that, maybe what kind of uh, works do you do for people? Um, I think I'm up for a challenge. Um, you know, I I do like more of the you know realism. So you know, if you ask me for an abstract piece, I'll probably send you on to uh, you know one of our members at the DSA. But um, you know, if it's you know, your pet or your family or, you know, some weird combination like Marilyn Monroe and Frankenstein, then I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I think my favorite one that you've done is the uh, Trough Midorian that you did for me on the beach, um, which was actually a, a like an add-on painting. I don't know what you call those, but where you had a painting that you got from Goodwill mm -hmm. and then you put the Trough Midorian on the beach for me. Yep, yeah. That was my favorite. That was fun. So. Um, so I know you traveled to Spain before the pandemic because I went there with you. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, indeed you did. Uh, what was your favorite part of that trip? Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, I mean, we went to Madrid and Barcelona um, and 
there's, you know, just benefits of both cities for sure. I love the Prado and seeing some of the old masters, Velasquez was um, completely inspiring. I love his work and um, seeing his like hand up close um, was really impressive. Um, but I also really love the art that was at the monastery outside of Barcelona. Do you remember the name? Of the monastery, I, I can't think of it off no, the top of my head. But there either. was there was just a really lovely collection of art that was, you know, some um, Spanish painters that you know were historical. There was some like old Picassos with his realism work. Um, but then there was also just a really lovely collection of more contemporary art that I really enjoyed spending some time with. Um, so that was probably my favorite art gallery um that we went to and i know we went to a lot of them <laughs> yeah i think i think it was montserrat that yes that sounds right um uh, and i say that because i looked it up on our blog so yeah um that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that so um let's see so besides um this one what podcasts are you listening to uh, these days? Um, I'm actually listening to this one quite a bit. It's fun to hear oh, yeah. from family and friends. So I'll I'll totally plug you. Um, nice. I like the Art History Babes. I love Radio Lab and This American Life. Um, I started listening to a couple off the MoMA. Um, I can't remember their names right off the top of my head, but. Um, I've been enjoying those too, um, having a little bit more time and being able to look at the art that they're talking about. Um, you know, I can't always view a screen when I'm listening to a podcast. So, right. Um, any, uh, books or TV shows worth watching, uh, from your perspective, which this will be interesting um, to hear what you say. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, my, probably my all-time favorite shows are out of Ireland. I love Moon Boy and Dairy Girls. They're, those are like definitely in my top five. Yeah. Um, those those I'd highly recommend. I think they're hysterical. Um, I enjoyed Fleabag. I think that was one that we both oh, enjoyed. Yeah. I, well, you liked all of those that I just mentioned. Um, in books, I'm actually rereading Pride and Prejudice. It just kind of seemed like a nice time to dive into that i've been reading it before bed and it's an oldie and a goodie so it's something that is good enough to put me to sleep but still i love the story so yeah how many times have you read that now um this is probably going on my fourth maybe wow it's impressive and you've seen the movie quite a few times as well yeah i actually started it like whatever is on i don't know hulu or netflix just for fun i had a an hour or two to kill so well um someone thought maybe you should interview me at some point and i didn't know if you had any questions that you wanted me to answer or that you think people are interested in knowing um, um gosh so. I, I wish you would have given me a little bit more prep on this i'd come up with some good questions um but what inspired you to start this podcast hmm you know, that's a good question. I think if I was honest, I kind of wanted a excuse to talk to Grandpa about some of his stories. Um, that was one of the reasons. And so I was like, well, I'll come up with a podcast, and um, that'll be a good reason, which is really kind of hilarious to think about. 
Um, but yeah. I've been, I've been telling people that you're an extrovert and instead of just like calling up your friends and family just to talk, you had to have an excuse that you created the podcast. So I guess I'm not too, too far off. Yeah. I still am very, um, uh, Protestant in my, you know, waspy, I guess is the right phrase in my, I don't want to impose on people unless there's an excuse. So, you know, I have to, I have to have an excuse to bother people. Sure. I, I have another one for you. So I know your tiny house is, you know, your, your great new place to hang out. But if you had to be stuck anywhere in the world during the coronavirus, where would you choose to be stuck? If like money and all of that weren't an issue, you, you would have shelter and food and such. And you go there with me, like regardless, you know, like sure. that's not a sure. issue. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> I would say, because of course, anywhere with you it would be the answer, obviously, to the question. You're so you're so much sweeter when you know you're being recorded. <laughs> yeah. um, so I know the right answer, but uh, the actual answer is uh, I'd probably like to go to Mostar in Bosnia Herzegovina. Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I would enjoy passing the time there, probably. A yeah, little bit there's more. there's worse places. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What else should I ask you? Oh, uh, no, what, you what's your favorite? Fine. What's your favorite meal that we ate uh, during the coronavirus? Oh yeah, you've been making a lot of uh, really good meals. You made. Uh, speaking of Beha, you made uh, borek, which is like their national dish, and that was really cool. Um, so that might be my favorite, and. Uh, and there was a pad thai you made that was really good. Um, also, we've been making cookies a lot, so I I quite enjoy those. So many cookies. Much. So, so yeah, I think those probably. So, all right. Well, um, I like to end by asking if there's uh, any advice that people have for you know how to make it through the pandemic. So, do you have any you'd like to share? Uh, I think. Being sure to reach out to your friends and family when you need it. Um, don't, you know, I think everybody is really willing to put out a helping hand, but sometimes it's hard to, you don't think about it. So be brave and you'll get the support and the love that you need, I think. That's good advice. All right. Well, uh, Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for letting me put the uh, bird feeders out in the backyard as well. <laughs> That's no problem. Really, Glad you've enjoyed them. I really have, yeah. It's quite it's quite a lot of fun. Um, so, um, all right, well, uh, I guess I'll talk to you later then. <laughs> yeah, I'll come out in a minute. <laughs> all right, love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. All right, that was my interview with my wife, Amanda Grieve, and, uh, of course, always fun to talk with her, and, uh, thankfully I have that privilege often, and, uh, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, special episode, and, uh, yeah, tune in next time, who knows what we'll be talking about, but, uh, until then, take care, everybody.